0: You're listening to B2B Nation, a podcast from Technology Advice designed to help marketers navigate the modern B2B buyer's journey. Here's your host, Mike Pastor.
1: Have you ever tried to buy, I don't know, bed sheets online? You go to a search engine, and let's be honest, we know which search engine you're going to use, and you search for your bed sheets of choice. You're going to see pages from retailers like Macy's, Amazon, and Bed Bath & Beyond that all offer you bedsheets. These sites have thousands of pages of bedsheets and all sorts of other products. And the search engines know those pages. They crawl them all the time. Now think about buying a software-as-a-service application. Go to that search engine and ask it about the software category or the features you need. Do you get quality organic results for SaaS vendors selling what you need? Maybe, especially for the big vendors, but it's the opposite experience. Instead of a few sites publishing thousands of product pages, you have hundreds or thousands of vendors each publishing different pages. I'm Mike Pastor from Technology Advice. In this episode, we're talking to Jeff Atkinson, the founder and CEO of Huckaby, which is itself a SaaS vendor, Huckabye makes tools that make it easier for search engines to read your site. And it makes searching for something like SaaS applications more like searching for bedsheets, in the eyes of a search engine, anyway. We're actually going to refer back to the bedsheets example a few times in our conversation, because as B2B purchases, especially in the SaaS category, become more like B2C purchases, they become a bit like buying bedsheets. You find what you need... You make the purchase, and it's unlikely you ever talk to a human. We're also going to cover the convergence of B2C and B2B marketing, Google's page experience update, which is due out in May of 2021, the concept of SEO funnels, and more. Join us. Jeff Atkinson, CEO of Huckabye, welcome to B2B Nation. Why don't you take a minute and tell us who you are and what it is you do.
0: Thanks, Michael. It's great to be here. Um... Yeah, I'm the founder and CEO of Huckabye, which is a technical SEO SaaS solution. Think of us as sort of the the connection between a website and a search engine, optimizing that connection between a website and a search engine so that the search engine can understand exactly what's going on. I'm the former SVP of marketing at Overstock, so I come from a B2C background, and now I'm in the B2B world and learning marketing in the B2B world as we go. Um, But yeah, great to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: SEO, I think of it as one of the fundamental aspects of digital marketing. It's a popular place for marketers to start their online marketing initiatives. Because if you know inbound marketing, it's fairly low cost, right? You're not usually out licensing software. The SEO fundamentals are pretty well understood. But I know that you believe companies need to think about SEO sooner than they are now. So what do you mean by that?
0: Yeah, you know, in in the B2B world, in the SaaS world, for some reason, people get to SEO a little bit later in the game than they do in sort of B2C world. So if you think of you have a e-commerce company and you're not doing SEO right away, um, good luck. You know, you're going to, it's a, such a competitive space that you're just, you're going to have a really hard time uh, generating traffic and revenue. With the B2B world, you know, a lot of companies are very sales heavy focused, um, paid uh, marketing focused. And so, it, you can get sort of farther down the playing field without doing SEO, and so you see just a lot of SaaS companies kind of getting to it later in their in their you know stages. But it's such a fundamental channel, in my opinion, that you really do have to start working on it early because it takes time. It takes years to really build up st- strategic strong SEO, and you you see most SaaS companies that are really successful. They have a massive SEO channel um, and they've gotten big because of that SEO channel. So it's a huge aspect of long-term success that often gets ignored early on in, in early stages.
1: Is that because the SaaS market is so competitive? There's so many players and the, the need to keep your customers, right? To reduce churn. Paid sometimes gets you more immediate results. It's, it's like the short-term game, right? Um, yeah, so exactly. SEO is a little long term and you think, hey, by the time I build up my SEO cred, I could have already lost a thousand customers.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, there's other problems to work on. Right. Earlier in a SaaS company, like keeping your customers, just getting the, the first few customers. Um, so it, it sometimes gets ignored and then it can come back and bite you because later on you haven't been paying attention to it and you have to do a ton of work to get caught up to your competition when it comes to SEO.
1: So when I think about SEO, like a lot of people, my mind goes to content. And maybe that's because I've spent like 20 years in content. (laughs) But you work more on the technical SEO side. So when you talk to tech teams, and you start talking about SEO, how well do they understand how much impact SEO can have and how the tech side ties into
0: it? Most marketers think of content first when it comes to SEO. So you're not alone. You know, that's and it's, it's a very important part. You know, Content is king, is, is, is true. Um, the thing that companies don't realize is sometimes their content and all their content efforts aren't getting the benefit that they deserve. And that's because there's technical issues causing Google to have trouble even finding that content or rewarding that content. So you can write all the content in the world and it could be the best content you know, out there. But if Google's having a hard time finding it, and understanding it and giving you credit for it, those efforts are really wasted. So the technical side is super important in getting the most out of your content efforts. And you can get, you know, really amplified results if your site's, say, really fast, um, loads quickly, it has really good structured data. Um, It's giving Google all the things that they want. Technically, you get rewarded. Uh, Tech people don't, usually, unless they've worked on SEO in the past, they're going to sort of look at you funny and be like, well, what do you, what do you want me to do? Um, there's some very specific things that Google now asks for in, in terms of technical SEO and what a site should look like. And those are really the the things that you should be paying attention to and trying to implement on the site so that you, those content efforts really get rewarded.
1: So let, let's talk a little bit about Huckabye and what you do. So, so how does Huckabye help uh, SaaS companies in particular improve their SEO?
0: So, You know, the way I put it is we spend so much time and energy on what we call UI UX and and websites are built for humans. And um, the content that we create is for humans. And we sort of forget about what's the UI UX for Google. Are they getting a good experience? Are they able to understand the site as well as a human does when they come? It's an asset, a website's an asset. And it's usually a pretty expensive asset. You know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, if you add it all up or are getting contributed to this site. And how well is it actually performing? Are those investments actually giving you the most bang for the buck? So with Huckabye, what we do is we sort of make sure that all the big technical challenges of a, of a website from an SEO perspective are, are all checked off. Now you can actually create a copy of your site, just like you have you know a mobile version, a desktop version. You can now have a, a Google or a search engine version that specifically is for them, for them to be crawled, and we automate all of that. So there's really three things, structured data, something called dynamic rendering. I don't know how technical you want to get here, Michael. And then page speed, which is a very important ranking factor and conversion factor. Um, we automate that whole list, laundry list of, of technical SEO tasks. You get it through a SaaS solution. The site's going to be really fast. It's going to have structured data. It's going to have that SEO-friendly copy of the site, and we automate all of that. So our customers don't have to worry about building all that stuff themselves they can just rest assured that their their technical seo is taken care of and their content efforts are really going to get amplified as a result
1: as marketers i think we talk about marketing funnels everybody knows a marketing funnel everybody could tell you what's wrong with, with the standard marketing funnel uh that we use sales funnels you know mqls to sqls this has all been around since before digital marketing was even a thing you talk about seo funnels Can you explain that concept a bit?
0: Yeah. For example, at Huckabye, our highest performing funnel and our highest lead generation channel by far is SEO. So when people search for stuff like there's a big Google algorithm update coming in May and we rank number one for that, um, people then are clicking through trying to learn more about this algorithm update coming in May. And we provide a product specifically for that algorithm update. The funnel for SEO really goes right someone is looking for a solution they're actively out there searching for a solution or to learn information about a problem. And you want to position yourself in a place so that you're gathering all that traffic and it converts like crazy SEO leads are. They're trusted because they're you know you're an authoritative site you're not just paying for the traffic, so they converts higher than your paid search channels. And, um, it's our most, you know, we had 17,000 visitors were last week, um, converted into a ton of leads and that pipeline is very, very valuable for us today. Um, it's really hard to generate that much at that kind of ROI through another paid media channel. And you're just not going to have the quality of conversations that you get through SEO if you're sort of quote unquote, buying those conversations.
1: You started in B2C marketing and moved into B2B marketing. How, how did you feel they were different? What were the things that you maybe weren't prepared for you had to, had to learn when you made that move?
0: Yeah, I don't know how much your audience will love to hear. I think B2C marketing is extremely competitive. I mean, I always joke, you know, I, I worked at Overstock for seven years and our number one com- competitor was Amazon. Like good luck going up against arguably the most strategic and, and difficult company on earth. So we're kind of fortunate in B2B in that the competition usually isn't as steep as that. And no matter what you're doing in B2C world, you're competing with huge players because everything now you can pretty much buy on Amazon or Walmart or wherever. In the B2B world, we're in much smaller niches. And so the competition usually is a bit less. As a result, the B2C world gets really uh, aggressive and scrappy and um, they'll use any you know trick in the book. So I think B2B marketers can learn a lot from um, from B to C, uh, there's just a lot of tricks that they're doing that are that are really useful. I know it's helped me. The piece that's so much different about B two B is that each lead is worth so much that you have to do a lot more. Uh, maybe call it handholding, or it's much more personalized than driving someone to buy a set of sheets on Overstock. You have to be very. You're actually having one-on-one conversations and. Leading up to that, that sort of 85% of the research before the first conversation happens is just unbelievably important what you're doing with that time of theirs on your site, trying to figure out who you are and what you do and if you're the right solution. So they either buy or they don't buy. With B2B, you're all of a sudden, you know, talking to real human beings that have spent a lot of time in your site before they actually raise their hand. And you want them to, to be pretty prepared at that point. To be ready to buy um so it's a lot more personalized a lot higher touch and each visitor and each lead is worth just you know 100x a thousand x sometimes you know your typical b2c customer you know i don't know, deal sizes at huckabye we usually about you know, around 50k a year in arr per deal you know we don't sell products on overstock that are fifty thousand dollars of recurring revenue so uh, the leads are much more important. The traffic's worth a lot more, you know, the, tra- the dollar dollar amount per visitor, and so you do have to. Um, it's a different it's a different problem, and trying to educate the, that traffic and those leads. This is
1: Mike Pastor from Technology Advice, and we're talking to Jeff Atkinson, founder and CEO of Huckabye. Just a reminder that the next installment of Technology Advice Demand Fest, the half day virtual conference for B two B marketers is coming up on April 6th, and you are invited. You can learn more, see the program, and RSVP at demandfest.tech. Let's get back to our conversation with Jeff. Do you think that B2B and B2C marketing are converging? We've heard a lot about the tactics overlap more than they used to. And people always make the argument, and I've made it myself, that you don't, as a B2B consumer, just take off your B2C hat when you look for a business solution. So you've been on both sides. Do you see a convergence? Do you think we'll see more convergence of the tactics and the strategies as we go forward?
0: I absolutely do. I think a, the main driver of that is people are feeling more comfortable to buy enterprise software or software like they buy sheets. <laughs> we don't, the, the I know for Huckabye, for example, our customer does not like to take sales calls. They like to do 95% of the transaction digitally. We have people buying at a high, high price point that we don't talk to. I think it's definitely converging. We're, we're, we might be a unique example, but I'm kicking myself now like four years into this for not leaning on more of my B2C background in terms of conversion rate optimization, um, site conversion rate optimization, just what you do from lead to close, how easy to make that process. Um, I thought, okay, this is a whole different thing. I'm going to have to lean a lot on sales. My background's not going to be as, as useful. That has proven to be a bad move on my part. And the more that I lean on my B2C roots and my, my knowledge there, the more successful Huckabye has been from a sales perspective. And I think that, that overlap that don't assume that your customer wants to take sales calls, assume that they don't want to take sales calls, And so you have to do a lot of sort of B2C-like tactics these days because the the way that people buy software is changing. Our our buyer is sort of a a very tech-focused marketer or an engineer, and they want to do everything digitally. Uh, So we have to be prepared to have the conversations digitally.
1: In the SaaS market, software as a service where you play and where a lot of your customers play is about as close to a B2C experience as you can get in a lot of cases for a major investment.
0: Absolutely. Um, it took me too long to realize that. And the more, if you're an authoritative site that's you know ranks for a bunch of stuff and looks very trustworthy, has good reviews, your user most likely would prefer to transact without talking to a human. Now, that's not always the case, but Especially around enterprise, it's actually the smaller price points when you're selling into small business, that's usually where the conversations are more helpful for those business owners than, you know, the CMO of, uh, of uh, you know, a really tech savvy company, they're going to want to have the experience online um, and not have to deal with the sales calls. Here in Utah, there's a huge company called Podium and they sell into like small businesses. So like dentist office, those types of things they have like 500 sales reps because they, those conversations have to happen either in person or over the phone. That's just how the, the dentist is comfortable purchasing. We're selling into enterprise uh, software companies like SAP or um, Concur or Adobe. Uh, they are less interested in that sort of personalized touch where I'm getting to know a salesperson there strictly interested in what is the product, how does it perform, does it do what I want it to do, can I try it for free and, and actually try it out before I get to buy, and you know, what's the price point? They want to kind of get to the chase quicker, and they're going to do the bulk of their research online.
1: Huckabye works with companies in all sorts of sectors and industries, but what is it about the SaaS companies, the software as a service companies, that you find most interesting?
0: What's interesting about SaaS and Huckabye and SaaS and SEO is that if you think about a SaaS product versus a a set of sheets on Overstock, a set of sheets on Overstock are on a very uh, easy to understand product page. That's very easy for Google to understand. And it's the same format across every page on Overstock. A SaaS product does not have a product. It might have a product page, but it's not organized at all the way that that sheet set is. And so it's very hard for Google and other search engines to understand SaaS products because they are more complicated and they're not standardized in this format that's just like, here's all the information you need, Google. So Google usually struggles to understand SaaS companies and that's where our product comes in. So SaaS companies usually get a very high amount of lift by using Huckabye because currently Google is struggling to understand their site. And you layer Huckabye to on top and Google says, oh, finally, I finally understand what this SaaS business does and starts, you know, start ranking for a bunch of new stuff.
1: So Google understands the typical template used by Amazon or Overstock. And then the retailer just replicates that over and over, right? right. This yeah, there's of... like
0: the product name and then there's right. the five-star reviews. And then there's the image and the price right. and the SKU number. They've seen it like billions of times, literally. So they know exactly how to crawl that there's no SaaS company, there's no like set standardization of how you present a SaaS product to a search engine or a human. And so when they come, they're just like, okay, I guess this is kind of about CRM up. Yep, there's an email (laughs) tool, then it is about CRM. So they just have to, it's 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 a harder problem. Like it's kind of like a puzzle for them to solve. And oftentimes us as marketers don't do a good job of thinking about the search engine the way we explain our product to a human, the human might get it right away. A search engine is just like, I have no idea what these guys do.
1: Right. There's so many ways to license almost every SaaS product, right? Some people say, well, you know, small business gets this license and enterprise gets this license. And like you said, you and I talk about it. If we were having that one-on-one human to human sales conversation, you know, this is the right option for you. This is mm-hmm. the right option for you. Google doesn't understand any of that
0: yet (laughs) right right no matter how much content you write a lot of times they're just like uh, they're kind of guessing um and what we try to do is just get rid of all the guesswork so they know what what all that content you're generating is about and, and why you're generating it and what the product is it's that translation layer that helps them figure out these products and as a result you get a bunch of you know great organic traffic and leads
1: so look ahead about a year down the road. and We don't know what's going to happen in terms of Google updates. But what do you think the conversations around SEO are going to be like a year from now? Any different than what we talk about today?
0: Not different than what I talk about today because I talk about what I know what's coming. Um, but most marketers, yeah, it's going to be, uh, we're going to be talking a ton about page speed in May. Uh, so there's a big algorithm update coming in May. It's called the Google page experience update. They've never talked about an algorithm update over a year in advance. They actually delayed it because of COVID because they were worried it was gonna severely impact the economy. Basically it's Google saying that they're done with slow websites. So most websites out there are extremely slow. They have a tool that they use to sort of grade them on a scale of zero to hundred, hundred being really fast. Most end up around 35, which is like five to seven seconds a page, which is crazy, but it's true. And they're just done with that. They're like, there's too much complicated sites that are causing a long time to load, which leads to a really bad user experience for them, especially on mobile devices. And so they're just saying, done with that. If your site's not fast, you're no longer going to rank come May. And so everybody's going to be freaking out a year from now trying to get their site speed to get faster.
1: So marketers grab the tech team, pull them into a conference room or a Zoom, I guess the way we're doing things right now and explain to them why page speed is about to make the difference in whether you succeed or fail in your efforts. That's right. What is one tool that you yourself use that you absolutely can't work without? And you can't say Huckabye, by the way, that's <laughs> your limiting factor. So it could be a productivity sure. tool. It could be something that you use to help grow your business. What's, what's, what's the thing? If we took it away from you, you'd just be stuck.
0: We use a tool called Ahrefs, um, A-H-R-E-F-S. And it is a tool that allows us to analyze people's websites from an SEO perspective from afar. So we don't have, we could look at your site and tell you how much traffic are you getting? What keywords do you rank for? What's your domain authority? All these insights that they provide us that we would have a very, you know, we have like, we know what's going on before we even are talking to them. Um, which is an incredible advantage. And without that tool, uh, we would be at a huge disadvantage. Um, so, shout out to AREFs, another um, SEO SaaS company that we, we love working with.
1: All right, Jeff Atkinson, CEO of Huckabye. Thanks for being on B2B Nation. Thank you, Michael. It's my pleasure. That was Jeff Atkinson, founder and CEO of Huckabye. If you found this episode or other episodes of B2B Nation insightful, please leave us a review on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you found us. B2B Nation wouldn't be possible without the help of our team at Technology Advice. I can't name them all because this company grows so darn fast. But Sarah Wingate, Amy Dunn, and Emily Whalen, who does all of the heavy lifting around this podcast, deserve special recognition. And thanks to Mnemonics and the Guild for the best theme song in podcasting. We'll catch you next time on B2B Nation.